Hey, Relevant Development community, are you ready to take your leadership to new heights? Begin your journey with the Raise the Bar Leadership Group. With only 25 spots available, transform your leadership in just 90 days through dynamic weekly sessions, well-crafted strategies, and a supportive community. Discover the art of leading with authenticity, strength, and influence. You can secure your spot by messaging me the word leader to info at weraisethebar.com. That's info at weraise, R-A-I-Z-E, thebar.com. Anyone can hold a position, but not everyone can raise the bar. Let's lead boldly with intentionality and purpose. If you're ready, DM me the word leader. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome to the Relevant Development Podcast. This is a place where I help working men and women to locate and uncover the solutions to simple issues that cause huge problems at home and at work. I'm your host, Juan Alvarado, a U.S. Army veteran, leadership expert, and a Gallup certified strength coach who has trained hundreds of thousands of soldiers, leaders, and their teams. I'm going to show you how to lead yourself and others with purpose and intentionality in your personal and professional life. It is time to raise the bar and make our development relevant. If you want to raise the bar on your growth, whether it's personal or professional, this is the podcast for you. We are here to teach, mold, and grow you to make your development relevant. This is the Relevant Development Podcast. And now, the host, your personal and professional development coach, Juan Alvarado. In today's episode, we discuss the working parent and the line that we have to draw in the sand to separate work and home. Today, I discuss hats that we wear and what hats represents. We go over the acronym H-A-T-S and how it can help you mentally and visually in keeping the two separated so you can be the best person at work, but also be that phenomenal person that you need to be at home. This is a good one. Don't forget to go to www.weraisethebar.com. Go to the blog and podcast page and make sure that you download the worksheet that goes along with this podcast. Grab a pin, grab that download, and let's get into it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Relevant Development Podcast. I am your host, Juan Alvarado. Uh, I want to say thank you for joining me here today, and thank you to those who have watched and listened to episode one and two. So today, what I want to talk about and who I want to speak to is the working parent. Those of us who work, who have kids, I am a father of three. I have three boys, Levi, Lincoln, and Jackson. Uh, One is in the eighth grade, getting ready to be a freshman, which is freaking scary to me. Uh, Seventh grader uh, in Lincoln and Jackson being in the fourth grade. Um, Having kids is a blessing. Uh, It's difficult at times, especially those of you guys who have teenagers and going through those adolescent years. My wife and I have been really good and staying on top of the whole attitude teenager thing. Uh, And we have really, really great boys. I think a lot of the issues that we find in being a working parent is how do we support our kids? How do we do work? Where do we draw the line? Both my wife and I are guilty of being on our phones and replying to emails. I know, uh, shout out to the HR um, person at the nonprofit I used to work with, Sonia. Sonia taught me so much in, hey, Juan, you need to draw a line in work and home and you need to spend time with your family. Stop answering emails. Stop answering your phone before and after work. And I could not do it. It probably took two years with her teaching me this and just kind of laying in on me not to do it. 
to finally get it and draw that line. So today I want to go over uh, a little bit of not necessarily how to draw that line, but when you get yourself in the right mindset, how you can easily make that change. And it was very hard for me. Um, but I want to talk about the hats that we wear. Uh, and so when I do a couple of my keynotes, one of the, the stories that I tell is a story of having already flipped that switch in my head to be a better uh, husband and father. And so I did this thing uh, where I used to kind of like hype myself up before going into the house. So picture this. Um, think about like a late night host and you're behind the scenes and you're looking at them and they're like, ladies and gentlemen, introducing your host, Jimmy Fallon. And everyone's going, ah, I'm going crazy, right? And they walk out out there. So that was like me. I'm in the garage and I'm like closing my eyes and I'm shaking my head. And I'm kind of bouncing up and down. <sighs> trying to get like pumped up like a fighter almost, getting ready to walk into the, the, the ring and see the audience for the first time, the crowd for the first time. And, uh, I remember I was doing this for a while. And one time my wife caught me, she opens up the, the garage door, like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, I open my eyes and I'm like, I'm preparing for the family. <laughs> and she's like, why? <laughs> and it was just funny because I had been doing this for a while. And what I was doing was, and this is, I'm a very visual person. A lot of uh, us men are, both men and women are, are all visual. But for me, I noticed that I'm very, very visual. And so I almost had to, you remember back in the day when your parents, parents, your teachers used to be like, put on your thinking caps. I'm going to date myself. If you don't know what thinking caps are and doing this and stuff, um, you're way too young. Uh, those of us who remember thinking caps, and it was almost like I would take off the hat of director of nonprofits and I would put it away. It would be taking off the, the hat of uh, being a police officer. And I would have to mentally think of putting on the husband hat, putting on the father hat, and saying, okay, this is who I am, and then I would go into the house. You would not wear a construction helmet or hat to a restaurant as a server. You would not wear your business suit to breakfast with your wife on a day that you do not work. You would not wear the hats of another profession somewhere else. Almost think about this for a second. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie Mrs. Doubtfire, where uh, Robin Williams is going back and forth as himself at Daniel, uh, and then back to the uh, with his boss, uh, or soon-to-be boss with the TV, sh the TV station, and then he'd go to the restroom, change as Mrs. Doubtfire, and go sit with the family. Back and forth, back and forth. Then he gets caught by sitting down with the boss as Mrs. Doubtfire. And he looked silly. I mean, he saved himself in it. But think, this is what we look like as parents when we come home being the boss still. And so what would happen is as soon as I would come home, right, flashback to me not wearing the hats and not going through that process, I would go into the house and, and everyone, all the kids are like, Daddy's home. And I'm like, why are all these toys all over the place? Before I left, didn't I tell you guys to pick up these toys? Is your homework done? No. Is this done? No. Let's get to it. And so I am being boss. Some of you guys might say, no, you're being a dad. This is where I want you to think about putting on the hats. H-A-T-S. It's going to be, the H is going to be here, to hear with your ears. Why God bless us with two ears and one mouth. Speak less, listen more. Listen to your family. Be a good listener. 
the A, adaptability, adapt to the situation. If the house is a mess, who cares? Are your kids okay? Are they happy to see you? Live in the moment, adapt to the moment. Daddy, daddy, guess what happened? Or, sup, dad? How was school? Oh, it was good. Cool. You know, how was so-and-so? Oh, it was cool. Tell me more about it. We'll get into more of how do you ask better questions to your kids. Uh, but T stands for traits. What traits, and I want to show you a tool, um, how you can figure out these traits. But some of the traits um, that I have on here is like appreciation, to appreciate and to acknowledge. Just two right now. Appreciate the change. Appreciate the dinner. Appreciate the cleanliness or the dirtiness. Like kids playing all over the place. Oh, what are we playing? Adapt and appreciate the creativity of your kids. And yes, it's a little easier said than done, but this is what the adapt and the traits are. What traits should you be as a father or mother or whatever when you're walking into the house after a busy day and you're probably burnt out? And then the, the S is support. How do you support your kids? How do you support your spouse? Whatever's going on at home. Here's the other thing. Us leaders, hats need to also be worn at work. What hat do you wear at work? You cannot go to work and be a parent to your staff. You can't be upset and you're grounded and cause attitudes and problems and issues. What hat do you need to wear as a boss, as a manager, as a supervisor? And it goes the same way. Are you listening to your staff? Hearing. Are you hearing out your staff? Do you give them ample time to speak with you where you're listening with open ears? So hear them. Adaptability. Adapt to the situation. Society, life, work, HR, uh, a building, uh, whatever it is, throws you a curveball. Do we adapt really well as leaders? Traits. What traits should you have as a boss, a manager, supervisor? What traits do you need to have? Do you appreciate your staff, right? We're just talking about these two traits right now. Do you acknowledge the hard work? Do you acknowledge the struggle? Do you acknowledge that they're doing a good job? Do you acknowledge that they're giving the, uh, their best? And then support. Are you supporting them? Are you supporting them in every way possible? I challenge you leaders today that when you go into work, ask your staff, how can I help you perform better today? What do you need me to do to help you reach your goals? Uh, be productive today. This is what we call servant leadership. Here's the thing when it comes to traits. This is what I want you to do. I want you to go to the website. And if you download the worksheet for this, we're going to go over the same, the same thing with the hats that we wear. You go to www.weraisethebar.com, you go to the podcast um, and blog tab, you will see the, uh, a button to the right-hand side that says um, episode three worksheet. And what I want you to do is, if you don't go there, you can draw your own, but on one side is going to be what you love about your boss. On the other side is going to be what you dislike about your boss. Think about your last job or your favorite job, whatever it was, but think about the best boss you've ever had. And the, the things that you like about your boss, if the boss that you're with now is the best one, cool, go with that person. But if it was like some other job that you used to work from another company, think about them. What were those things that you absolutely loved about your boss? And write it down. 
On the other side, I want you to list out the things that you despised, didn't like, didn't rubbed you the wrong way about your boss and make a list. This is easy when you think about teachers, right? I do this with teachers um, that, I, that I coach and train as well. Uh, I tell them to do this. I want you to think about your favorite teacher that you've ever had and list all the great things about the, your favorite teacher. I had a couple of favorite teachers. I had Ms. Schuler, uh freshman year. If you ever hear this, Ms. Schuler, I'm doing well. Uh, Ms. Schuler was the kind of person that did not let me fail. Loved her as a teacher, my freshman uh, humanities teacher. And then you had teachers that you didn't like. On that other side of that list were the dislike side. Write the things of those teachers that you absolutely didn't like. Mine might look like this. My favorite boss that I ever had uh, listened to me, same thing with teachers, listened to me, heard me out, didn't allow me to fail, didn't allow me to get away with anything. Like, hey, you know better, put me in check, kept me in line. Um, the things I did, not, I did not like about my worst boss or my worst teacher was uh, cut me off, didn't let me speak, um, made an assumption or assumed, and that assumption was truth, didn't value my work didn't appreciate the hard work or the, hey, I'll stay late. I never got acknowledged for, for that, that hard work. And so I want, what I want you to do is go ahead and, and, and list those things. On the other page, we're going to do the same thing about parents. This might be uh, tough for some of you because some of you guys um, might have had a real rough um, upbringing. Um, but do this to the best of your ability. Whoever was your guardian, parents, grandma, grandpa, uncle, aunt, whoever it is, sister, brother, what did you love about the parent, right? What did you love about your upbringing when it comes to your guardian? And what didn't you like? Um, one of the things that I loved uh, about my mom and dad was, you know, when they took me places, when they spent one-on-one -on -one time with me, I would always ask my dad, um, would you, can you play catch with me? He's like, sorry, Mijo, I have to do grades right now. I remember my mom saying, just take a break and go play catch with them. And I didn't want to waste any time. So I, what I always did was I had his glove because he always played softball. I had his glove ready and my glove ready and a ball. So if he ever said, go get the glove and ball, I did not want to waste any time. So I would go to my room, get it. I knew exactly where it was, get it. And so we would play catch. I love those times. I remember, I remember growing up, uh, he played competitive softball in a church league. I always wanted to play softball with him. And I couldn't play until I was 16. At this point, my dad was like pulling his hamstring. And, you know, uh, wasn't playing as well as he used to. He'd jog around the base because he was afraid to get injured again, things like that. And I got to play with him, I think, two seasons. And that was probably the highlight of my life, like sharing those special moments with my dad. I remember waking up early. My dad, maybe this is why I'm still an early riser. My dad used to wake up uh, about 5 o'clock in the morning, maybe even earlier, get ready so he would go through L.A. traffic, be a teacher in South Central L.A. And I would wake up extra early just to have breakfast with him. Sometimes we wouldn't say anything to each other. We'd, I'd just to be in his presence. Uh, when he'd come home from work, I remember he would go in and, and go into, his, into the bedroom and change. He'd come back, he'd eat some dinner, he might grate some papers, and then he'd go on the couch and he'd kind of be leaning, leaning on the couch and you know, kind of uh, his legs curled up a little bit. And I would sit in the like triangle of the couch and his bent legs. And there's times where he put his arm on me or his hand on me, or I, he'd squeeze my hand, I'd squeeze his hand back. And it was just just watching TV with him. I remember watching a lot of news with him. Some of the favorite times my mom, my mom would cook for me no matter what. Like, Mijo, are you hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry. She'd make me 
Oh, you want eggs over medium? Yes. You want some tortillas? Yes. And so she'd go and, and always do that. She, as a kid, she used to take me to work. She used to clean houses and she would take me with her. And then we'd go to have like McDonald's and we'd always get a happy meal, stuff like that. Like it was those moments, the bad times, you know, my mom raising her voice at me, um, getting in trouble, you know, you're grounded. Um, I remember one time not picking me up from wrestling practice or baseball practice and having to walk home uh, quite a ways in the cold and in the rain, forgetting about me on that. Uh, going and, and wrestling and not seeing them at my wrestling matches. And then when they did come, I had a buy, and they're like, well, we're not going to come if you keep on getting buys. <laughs> and so uh, th those sort of things. I remember two things from my dad. He promised that we would build a tree house, and I was all excited. He's like, we're going to plant this tree. And now that I know what I know now, <laughs> as a kid, I was like, this tree is not going to grow in time to make a tree house. But he promised a tree house and a go-kart. Go-kart never made tree, uh, no tree house. We built a like box car where you race down the little uh, um, slide thing for like Boy Scouts. I wasn't in Boy Scouts. I was in a thing called Royal Rangers. And we did this little uh, uh, wood box car thing that we cut out and we painted. And I got first place. I still have the trophy. And I remember doing that. But I wanted the go-kart, wanted the tree house, never did it. So hopefully you have these lists of the things you loved of a great boss the things you hated of your worst boss, the things that you loved of a teacher, the things that you hated from your worst teacher, the things you loved from your parents or guardians, the things that you hated. Here's the key. Who you should be and who you shouldn't be in the workplace and at home is written right in front of you. Let me repeat that again. Who you should be and who your kids and your employees don't want you to be is written in front of you. You just created your own key to success. Be there for your kids. Hear them. Be in their, let them be in your presence no matter what it is. Take time and play catch with them. Eat with them. Make them smile. Talk to them. Take them to the, the places that even though you don't like, but they do. Share those experiences with them. Take them to work. Show them what you do. Your employees. Are you there for them? Are you hearing them? Are you listening to them? Do you get to have good experiences with them? You know, the teacher thing, like you're not allowing your, your uh, employees to fail. You're going to say, I know that you can do this. I know that you've had really good months of production or X, Y, and Z. You're capable of doing that. Like, do you inspire them? Here, H, adaptability. Do you adapt to the situation? Traits, what are those traits? Do you appreciate them? Do you acknowledge them? Here's some other traits. There was a study that was done. Um, it's on the uh, Leadership Challenge book um, by Posner, I believe, is the author. And they did a study on the four traits or characteristics of every leader that people are want to follow or willingly want to follow. And no matter the country, the demographic, man, woman, whether you're a custodian or a president, in every country they did this, this survey, and four of these uh, answers were in the top 60% Every single place, no matter gender, sex, uh, religious belief, country, uh, income, what it, whatever it was, these four things. To be honest and trustworthy, to be competent, to be inspiring, and to have vision or forward thinking. If we can do that for our kids, if we can do that for our staff, if we can have those traits as a leader, whether you're leading at work or you're leading at home, your relationships will become that much better. 
if you can do what I used to do in the garage, and I still do this at times, and say, take my leader hat off, my boss, my CEO, my CEO, my HR director, whatever you are, a teacher, principal, whatever it is, you take that hat off and you say, boom, it's husband time, it's wife time, it's daddy time, it's mommy time, whatever it is, it is time to say no to work and yes to my family. It's time to say, I need to go in there when I hear mommy, 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 daddy, daddy, daddy. I need to adapt, listen, hear, love, support them immediately. Live in the moment with your family. We have to draw that line of work over here, home over here. And when we go to work, we can't treat them like kids because they're not. We need to go in there and say, what kind of boss do my employees want? What are their expectations of me? Remember the list of the, of the boss that you didn't like? Don't be that person. Remember the list of the boss that you do like? Be that person. Remember the list of the parenting that you didn't like? Don't be that parent. Do you remember the list of the good things that the parents did for you? Be that parent. You have a cheat sheet in front of you. If you fill this out, you have a cheat sheet. You have to visualize taking this hat off and saying, okay, like I used to think, what does my wife need right now? My wife is probably making dinner. She's probably at wit's end because the kids are playing and she's trying to corral them in and there might be screaming. She needs to feed them. I need to go and help her. If she's cooking, guess who's doing dishes? Me. Guess who's picking up the toys at the end of the night? Me. Who's tucking him in, in, into bed? Maybe both of us. But we have to be able to adapt, be present with your kids. Now, listen, no matter what age they are, even if they're in college in another state, uh, across the country, whatever it is, show up. You can show up with a text. Be old school. Send a letter. Uh, send those things to them. Care packages, whatever it is. If they're in a distance, close that gap with the distance. Same thing goes for those people who are leaders that have remote workers. A Gallup poll showed that 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 remote workers need to be checked in on twice a week, and it's not about work. How are you doing? How are you feeling? How can I help support you? It's pretty much almost everything but work twice a week. And that, that staff feel more fulfilled and more connected to the employer that they feel human. They feel human. We need to appreciate our staff. We need to appreciate our colleagues. Most importantly, we need to appreciate our spouse at home or the other working spouse because they've had just such a bad day or a good day, and we need to appreciate our kids. For, for those working parents out there, we have a choice every single day. It's a choice to bring work home. It's a choice to bring that attitude home. Take off your work hat. Put on your mommy hat, your dad hat, your husband or wife hat. Don't look foolish with a different hat on. And go be who you are designed to be in the environment that you are about to walk into because there's people in there who are waiting for your leadership. That's all the time we have today. Make sure that you continue to raise that bar and lift yourself to that next level because if you want to get to that next level, you need to pull yourself up. And you cannot pull yourself up unless you raise that bar. We'll see you on the next episode. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Relevant Development Podcast with Juan Alvarado. 
You can rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform and be sure to follow Juan on Instagram at Raise the Bar CEO. That's R A I Z E, the Bar CEO, or at WeRaiseTheBar.com. That's We R A I Z E, the Bar.com. We'll see you here next time. Next time. Next time.